It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Wednesday, October 27, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. Brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial. Working together to serve you better. Coming up today, COVID-19, the latest news and numbers coming up. And the big news, the SHA rolling out the vaccination plan for our children ages 5 to 11 yesterday. All the details coming up on the Heartland at noon. We'll hear from Dr. Tanya Diener, the medical health officer responsible for immunization and physician co-lead of SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign. And Sheila Anderson, the vaccine chief responsible for SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign. The local Terry Fox run, raising some big money for cancer research this fall, thanks to those who participated. We'll tell you all about it. Local chair Craig Hemingway is on the show today. Also today, they want you as a new recruit. The Moose Jaw Warriors Booster Club, in need of new members. President Randy Nesvold on the show. Warriors are on the bus to Saskatoon to play the Blades tonight. Details coming up on sports. And four. CHAB listeners winning tickets today to see Jeffrey Straker in concert at the May Wilson Theater tonight. Details on the way today on the Heartland at noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Slatt. Lieutenant Governor Ross Morasti will be officially opening the second session of the 29th Legislature with a speech from the throne in the Assembly Chamber at the Saskatchewan Legislative Building. Lieutenant Governor will be greeting Premier Scott Moe outside of the Legislative Building, followed by the Vice Regal Salute, the inspection of the Canadian Forces Honour Guard, the 15-gun salute by 10th Field Regiment, and a fly pass by 15-wing Moose Jaw. You can visit discovermoosejaw.com for full coverage. Voter turnout was strong on day one of the advance polling at the Cosmo Centre yesterday. The lineup was all the way out the doors of 3rd Avenue Northeast yesterday afternoon. To speed up the process, fill out your voter registration form before you go. It's available at moosejaw.ca. Click on City Government and then 2021 by-election. We received some much-needed moisture in the last few days. Moosejaw area received 6.4 millimeters on Tuesday, giving us 28.2 millimeters for the month of October. This is great news because we only totaled just 3 millimeters in all of September. It's time to put the clubs back in storage, but it was another successful season of golfing all across the board. General Manager of the Hillcrest Golf Club, Jasmine Cameron, says that the pandemic had something to do with the uptick in numbers. We saw a huge uptake in sports. Uh, it did start about a year ago when the whole uh, pandemic had started. But it, it trickled into our season this year, and we saw a ton more um, green tea players. And we had well over 120 new members, so it was, it was really good. The Hillcrest held 14 tournaments this season, seven of them being full tournaments. Cameron says the biggest issue with the golf club this season was staffing. Ten deaths in relation to COVID-19 were reported yesterday, along with 126 new positive cases and 400 recoveries. Three of the new cases are in the south-central zone. Regina had 29 and Saskatoon had 35. This brings the number of active cases to 2,538 in the province. 286 of those cases are in hospital, 217 are receiving inpatient care, and 69 are in ICU. 
three more patients were transferred to Ontario to receive medical care, which puts the total number of transferred patients up to 12. The Saskatchewan government announced its rollout plan for the COVID-19 vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11 once it is approved by Health Canada. Dr. Tanya Diener, medical health officer responsible for immunization and physician co-lead for the SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign, said immunizing children will bring us closer to getting back to normal. It's so important for kids to be part of a social environment in the education system, being part of extracurricular activities. It's important for the emotional well-being, but also for the physical well-being. And this is part of why we should immunize these kids. Saskatchewan has already ordered 112,000 doses of Pfizer's pediatric COVID-19 vaccine that will arrive in mid-November pending on Health Canada approval. If you love hockey and you're looking to donate some of your time, volunteers are needed for Warrior Game Nights. Booster Club President Randy Nesvolt explained what keeps him coming back each season. I believe in the Warriors. Uh, the Booster Club was always a fun place to get together for a lot of people and... Uh... It'd be sad to see it go now either kind of because of COVID or, you know, the restrictions that there are. Volunteers need to be fully vaccinated. For more information, visit our story on discovermoosejaw.com. Moose Jaw City Council has tabled a request for free two-hour parking downtown during the Christmas season. The Moose Jaw and District Chamber of Commerce had requested free parking from December 21st to 24th, but Council wants input from the Downtown Moose Jaw Association. Acting Mayor Don Looning said free parking over Christmas was last done in 2013, and it didn't go well. The reason being is that we do have some businesses downtown that do not approve of this for the reasons of abuse. Um, it's some, you know, we could risk the, uh, the issue of it being 30 below or minus 25, and sometimes the employees of some of the businesses downtown will park at those meters all day long and continue to plug them or whatever. The agenda item is scheduled to be back before City Council on November 22nd. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosha.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Newfoundlands and Labrador government is going to change the name of Red Indian Lake to Beothic Lake. The name change follows a series of public consultations with Indigenous leaders. There's no change in the Bank of Canada rates. The central bank is keeping its key interest steady at a quarter of 1%, given the latest inflation numbers. It's now predicting annual inflation rates will continue their upward swing through the rest of the year, averaging 4.75%. Canada's agriculture industry is responsible for 24% of the country's total methane emissions, and the beef industry is expected to face increasing pressure to reduce that number. Methane is a harmful greenhouse gas that is produced naturally in the digestive tract of cows, and experts say reducing the emissions is a tricky scientific challenge. The beef industry says it wants to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions intensity by 33% over the next 10 years. Nova Scotia is in the path of a nor'easter that battered the U.S. coast with hurricane-force winds and cut power to hundreds of thousands of customers. Environment Canada has posted rainfall warnings from Halifax to Yarmouth with up to 100 millimetres of rain expected in some areas by tonight. Gusty winds are also in the forecast across the western half of the province. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. The 3 and 5 Moose Jaw Warriors travel to Saskatoon to play the Blades tonight. The Warriors are coming off a deflating loss on the weekend. They were leading Winnipeg 4-1 with 10 minutes to go. 
and the ice erupted for four goals to steal a 5-4 victory. Head coach Marco Leary. You know, I, I never question our work ethic, but it's it's understanding how hard you truly have to be, compete. And I think there's a big difference between work and compete. You know, it was those uh, those that extra effort in uh, you know in front of the in front of the net on the boards, those loose puck races and battles. You know, I think those things we started to lose as the game went on. And you know, when you're playing against a good team like Winnipeg, who's going to push back at some point, you have to be ready. Warriors Blades live from Saskatoon tonight, 6.40 pregame show with play-by-play at 7 o'clock with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo on Country 100. The Warriors are back on home ice this Friday night when the Medicine Hat Tigers come to town. One Western Hockey League game last night. Those Winnipeg Ice remain undefeated after 10 games. They're 10-0. and They beat the Rebels in Red Deer 3-1. The U18 AAA Warriors scored a 2-1 shootout win over the contacts in Saskatoon last night. Connor Miller scored the regulation goal while Rowan Calvert scored the shootout winner. The AAAs play at home Saturday night when they host the Battleford Stars. Senior Boys High School Volleyball wrapping up its regular season last night. Cornerstone took a four-set victory over Vanier. Central scored a win over Briarcrest Christian Academy in three sets. And Peacock defeated Riverview in three straight sets. The quarterfinals go tomorrow night with Briarcrest facing Vanier and Riverview against Peacock. Senior girls action, Peacock down Briarcrest in three sets. Central defeated Vanier in three sets. The girls wrap up their regular season tomorrow with Briarcrest taking on Central. The Seattle Kraken made history last night. Their first ever home win, a 5-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. Also, Winnipeg edged Anaheim 4-3. Calgary Flames beat the Devils 5-3. Minnesota top Vancouver 3-2. Five games tonight, including the Edmonton Oilers hosting Philadelphia. Those Oilers are 5-0 and sitting in first place in the Pacific Division. And the Atlanta Braves took Game 1 of the World Series last night, a 6-2 victory over Houston. Game 2 tonight. Discover Moose Jaw weather for a great Canadian dollar store in Moose Jaw. Grand opening specials this Saturday and gift cards for the first 50 shoppers. Main and Caribou Street West in Shoppers Plaza. It's about as nice a day as you could ask for at this time of year. Sunny with a high of 11 today. Increasing cloud this afternoon though and the wind west at 30 gusting to 50. Partly cloudy tonight. Uh, Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50 overnight low plus 2. Actually, plus one, pardon me, overnight low plus one. Tomorrow, sunny, wind west 20 gusting to 40 in the morning, but becoming light in the afternoon, the high 10 degrees. Friday, cloudy, 16. Friday night, cloudy, scattered showers or flurries with a low of minus four. Then becoming mostly sunny again on Saturday with a high of plus four. Halloween, Sunday, sunny and cool, the high plus one. Yesterday's high for Moose John, 9 degrees. Normal high at this time of year is 8. The normal low, minus 5. Record high, 22 degrees, set in 1986. The record low, minus 14 in 1988. Sun up today, 7.45. Sun down today at 5.48. This hour, Moose John, 9 degrees. Regina, 6. Cinnaboya Gravelberg, 9. Rockland Coronet, 10. Swift Current, 10. Elbow, 8. David Sumatras, 5.
Once again, a Cinnaboya 9, Regina 6, and with the wind southwest at 26 and the relative humidity at 57%. It is 9 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner for Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Drier weather will be back in Saskatchewan today after rain fell in quite a few areas yesterday, especially in the east. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. The precipitation now being absent will be gone for about a day and a half, so enjoy it while you can. We do have another frontal system expected to bring colder air back to the province as we get to the end of this week going into the weekend, and it will get downright nippy in some locations, so be prepared for that. Until then, though, some nice double Digit afternoon temperatures will likely occur in quite a few areas over the next two, maybe three days. The warmest weather will be on Friday in the eastern part of the region ahead of a low pressure center that brings in that colder air. So the temperatures in the eastern part of the province and maybe some south central areas may get up into some teens briefly on Friday afternoon, but that'll be the warmest day. Thursday afternoon, we'll see some temperatures in the upper single digits into the lower teens. I just don't think we'll see it quite as warm that day as it might be the previous or the following day. Now we will see temperatures today mostly upper single digits and uh, perhaps in the range of 10 to 13 or 14 degrees so it's not a bad day. We'll see sunshine across parts of the province and we will also expect to see our nighttime temperatures still hanging out in the positive and negative single digits for many areas. Now we'll see a lot warmer conditions Friday morning ahead of that frontal boundary so everybody will be above freezing then. But as we get behind that front we'll first snow mixed across many areas from southwest to northeast and then that frontal boundary and the precipitation will work its way eastward into Manitoba during the day on Saturday and we'll look for the temperatures to turn cold enough that we'll see some extreme low temperatures later in the weekend below minus 10 and we'll look for the afternoon highs maybe staying in the positive and negative single digits in a part of the province. Now the rain and snow that's going to precede the coldest air is going to be most significant as we go from Friday into Saturday and I would expect at this point that the moisture totals will run from about 3 upwards to 8 or 9 millimeters. The greatest precipitation will occur from maybe around the Leader area down towards Console and Maple Creek areas and from there over towards uh, the Camsack, Kenora, uh, Melville and Yorkton areas and everybody to the north and to the southeast will see lighter amounts of moisture. Now there is a chance for accumulating snow and we'll look for some of those totals to run from 3 to 8 centimeters. It's a little early to get too gun-ho about the snow, but we'll be watching for that rather closely. And again, most of this precipitation will occur late Friday into early Saturday. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Let's plan for next year. Book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The Road Report from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived. Small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique Town and Country Mall. Well, uh, as I predicted yesterday, it was extra busy. 
in and around the Cosmo Senior Center yesterday afternoon. That was day one of the advanced polling for the mayoral by-election. It's on again this afternoon, so you can expect some extra traffic over in that neck of the woods. And remember, right on that corner where the Cosmo Center is located, 3rd and Fairford East, that intersection is closed, so you got to approach from the south. Lots of parking, by the way, over at the Cosmo Center. Also from the Moose Jaw Police Service, check stops on the weekend. One driver arrested for impaired driving, indefinite license suspension, 30-day vehicle seizure. One 60-day license suspension for alcohol as a novice driver and a 3-day vehicle seizure. Two motorists were arrested for outstanding warrants. Numerous traffic and alcohol offense tickets were issued. And one, one big thank you to everyone who chose to drive sober from the Moose Jaw Police Service. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. It's one of those topics that seem to be taboo. Just as we're not supposed to talk about religion or politics at a dinner party, it seems talking family finances is a difficult subject for parents to advance with their children. That means the kids have little choice but to try to learn about financial matters by osmosis, simply by watching mom or dad do things. And therein lies the rub. According to a study commissioned by TD Canada Trust, it found that one in three Canadians feel they are set an unhealthy example for the next generation. We're just a couple of weeks away from Financial Literacy Month in this country. That's the reason the bank undertook this survey. The data revealed that only 10% of families believe their financial health is excellent, while nearly half admitted they don't have a budget, so it's difficult, if not impossible, to know whether or not you're on track. The bank says its advisors can help prepare parents to have that talk with their children, covering subjects ranging from needs versus wants to the allowance and money management. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF, a high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic Blackleg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of TrueFlex canola with Roundup Ready technology. Visit Canterra.com to order CS3000TF from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and best-to-slide label directions. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. A reminder for you, the COVID-19 vaccination booster program expanded this week. So residents 65 plus, uh, those up in the far north, or those living on First Nation communities age 50 plus. Healthcare workers and individuals born 2009 or earlier with underlying health conditions, you're all eligible to receive a booster dose as of now. Immunization records will be confirmed at the vaccination site to ensure it's been at least six months since your last COVID-19 vaccination. The next clinic from the SHA in Moose Jaw tomorrow, 10 till 5. And then there's another one on Tuesday, November 2nd, both at the Moose Jaw Exhibition Convention Center and 10 till 5 both days. Yesterday's stats, well, yesterday on this program, we were glad to report there were no deaths reported due to COVID-19. That changed a couple hours later when the fresh stats were released. 
10 more people have died due to COVID-19. Along with that, 126 new positive cases. Three of the new cases in the local South Central Zone. We're now at 67 active cases locally, and that's down from 71 yesterday. So with the three new cases and active cases down by four, we added seven to the recovery column locally. The number of active cases in the province, 2,538. That's down from 2,822 yesterday. 286 of those cases are getting treatment in hospitals. 217 inpatient care, 69 people are in intensive care units, and three more of those ICU patients have been transferred to Ontario to get medical care. So that brings the total of uh, transferred patients now up to 12. The uh, province announced vaccination plans for children 5 to 11 years old yesterday. The provincial government announcing its plan to roll out the COVID-19 vaccines for kids 5 to 11. Dr. Tanya Diener, medical health officer responsible for immunization and physician co-lead of SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign, talked about where most of the COVID-19 transmission is happening among children. The high number of deaths from COVID in the last couple of months is having an emotional toll, not just on the families of those who became ill due to COVID or unfortunately died, but also on our healthcare professionals. And it's so important that we take every opportunity to thank those healthcare professionals for what they do every day trying to save lives, whether it's the frontline healthcare providers in our hospitals or whether it's those that work in the community trying to contain the spread of COVID. However, I'm here today to talk about another bright spot in our COVID fight. And this is about um, getting the vaccine, hopefully in the very near future, that we can provide to our kids in this province, five to 11 years of age. So I will start with my presentation and please keep in mind at this point in time, the COVID vaccine for kids 5 to 11 is not approved by Health Canada yet, so the information available to you this afternoon is very limited still. We're going to talk a little bit about the vaccine, what we know, but also about the delivery plan that we have in mind for the children 5 to 11 in this province. So once this vaccine is approved by Health Canada, um, our intent is to provide the vaccine to all kids who would like to receive it 5 to 11 in this province in a safe, supportive and an efficient manner. Um, but I would like to remind all of you of the goals of our immunization strategy in general. First of all, it's to minimize illness and death in this province, particularly for those who are vulnerable, the old and those who have underlying condition. We also need to protect our healthcare system. As you know, it's quite stretched at the moment, and apart from COVID, there's many other conditions we also need to deal with as a healthcare institution. It's also to minimize the spread of COVID disease in our community. And all of this we want to do by immunizing as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, but also in the safest way possible. So getting specifically to our children, 5 to 11, just to give you a bit of background information before we talk about the vaccine. During the month of October up to this point, about 24% of new cases were among children under the age of 12. So those who are still ineligible to receive a vaccine. 
And when we look at transmission, where did it occur among kids from September the 1st to October the 14th? You can see that almost half of them occurred within a household environment and about 23% in educational institutions. So we have very specific goals also for our pediatric program. The first one is the direct health benefits to the population 5 to 11 years old. Although children for the most part are at lower risk of getting seriously ill, they can still be hospitalized, they can still suffer from serious complication, and unfortunately, kids have died in Canada due to COVID disease, and especially those kids with underlying conditions, such as chronic conditions of the respiratory system or the cardiovascular system. Getting kids immunized is also part of getting back to normal. It's so important for kids to be part of a social environment in the education system, being part of extracurricular activities. It's important for the emotional well-being, but also for the physical well-being. And this is part of why we should immunize these kids. But there's also an indirect benefit. Unimmunized individuals can act as a reservoir for the virus, and therefore transmission in our community can continue. So getting such a large group of kids immunized will definitely make an impact indirectly on the transmission of disease in our community. As already said, this vaccine is not yet approved by Health Canada. So it's currently being studied by Health Canada after the Pfizer Biotech um, company um, submitted their trial information. What we do know about the vaccine so far is that no specific safety signals did come up in any of these trials. The expected side effects, such as uh, ejection site soreness or fatigue or headaches or chills, they were very well tolerated by the kids in these trials and lasted about one to two days. Through the trials, they also identified that these kids had a very good, a robust immune response to the vaccine. Um, the vaccine is provided in two doses, 21 days apart. And in looking at vaccine efficacy seven days after the second dose, it came up with a 90.7% vaccine efficacy. At this point in time, we are expecting about 112,000 doses of the pediatric formulation vaccine to arrive in Saskatchewan by more or less the middle of November. Obviously, this is dependent on when Health Canada uh, will approve this vaccine or any other changes that might come out of that. And this will allow us uh, sufficient supplies to provide a vaccine dose to every kid 5 to 11 in our province who would like to receive it. A little bit more detail about the vaccine. As I said, it's, it's quite limited at the moment because it's not approved yet, but we do know that it is a totally different formulation. It's not just giving a smaller dose of the same that we're currently providing to 12 and older. Um, what's good about this one is that they've changed the stabilizer in the vaccine, which means that we can keep the vaccine for a longer period of time in our fridges at two to eight degrees. So for distribution, storage, and so on, that will definitely help us. We also know that it will be a slightly smaller dose at 0.2 mole compared to the 0.3 mole that we're currently providing to 12 and older. 
but that the interval between doses one and two as a minimum would be the same at 21 days. That's crystal clear, isn't it? That's Dr. Tanya Diener, medical health officer responsible for immunization and physician co-lead of SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign. Now, Sheila Anderson, vaccine chief responsible for SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign, also speaking at yesterday's news conference. So we are encouraging all 5 to 11-year-olds to get a vaccine when available. However, with all vaccines, we do know that the COVID-19 vaccine for this age group is voluntary. Every child in this age group will require a consent form to be signed by a parent or guardian. These consent forms can be signed at the clinic with um, help of our trained professionals. Paper copies will also be provided and can be um, sent in with children um, as long as it has a signature of a parent or a guardian. This consent process is really familiar to our providers at the clinics and um, it follows the same process as our other pediatric vaccination programs. So um, most children of this age group will manage vaccines very well. However, there are some uh, portion of our um, young kids that will find it to find uh, that they become quite anxious. So the physical and psychological safety of both our children and, and our parents and the families that come will be a really high priority as we roll out this program. So clinics will be designed to accommodate parents and guardians. And um, we want to ensure that uh, parents and guardians and um, their family members can come right into the vaccination area. We'll ensure that um, you know, mom or dad or others can give a hug for the kids and help support them. Um, we'll make sure our clinic visits are a little bit longer. I'm really um, hoping that our kids can have the best experience possible. Uh, our adult and adolescent program actually use therapy dogs in some areas of the province and found that to be really important and uh, really successful. So we're available therapy dogs or other age-appropriate attractions. Uh, will be used to reduce anxiety in this group. We want you. We really want to emphasize that we have uh, clinical experts will be on site to answer all the questions for parents and families, and also for um, the kids as well too. So there will be uh, approximately 190 clinics in more than 100 uh, communities across the province that will be offering pediatric vaccines. These will be these are locations that are familiar to most of the public, ones that we have already been providing our adult and adolescent um, vaccines at, and so that will be very convenient and a, a well-known place for people. We also are um, going to stand up some new locations specifically focused on this age group. Um, such as libraries, in learning centers, community centers, etc. Um, we're going to offer both appointments and walk-in based um, vaccine clinics. Uh, our teams right now are currently working with our school divisions to develop plans for family clinics either during school hours or after hours in select schools across the provinces, across the province. We're also, SHA is also uh, working with our trusted partners um, and uh, community agencies, local leaders, health system partners, social services, and others just to increase uptake in this um, population. So we want to remind the public that um, pharmacists can immunize children five years of age or older, and many uh, offer um, pediatric vaccinations. 
the COVID-19 pediatric vaccination. So encouraging people to check with their local pharmacy and look at uh, the COVID-19 um, Saskatchewan uh, website for details once um, the vaccine's available within the province. Also, parents and guardians can access their child's immunization record through MySask Health Record. So just for parents who uh, maybe are wanting some tips prior to immunization or bringing them down uh, to, to a clinic, it's really important that parents um, are, our parents are encouraged to, to talk to their children about their appoint, appointments, acknowledge um, that they might be afraid or that there might be some anxiety, even talk to them about possible side effects. No doubt many of our children have heard a lot about side effects in the news as well too. Um, encourage kids to ask questions about their appointment and the vaccine in general. You may want to have a conversation with your children about where they want to be vaccinated, whether they want to do it at their local pharmacy, um, in one of the clinics they may have visited with older siblings or their parents, or perhaps um, at their local school if that's available. Um, some strategies for dealing with anxiety include deep breathing and uh, helping to remain calm in the moment. Also distract, distracting children through conversation, watching a video, singing a song together. And our professionals that are in the clinics are really skilled at this and will be helping support um, parents and guardians and families to do just this. Additional resources and supports will be shared in November and we're hoping to launch a new Kids Talk with Doc series and also um, perhaps a storybook for kids um, uh, on the COVID-19 vaccine. So um, we will be um, offering booked appointments as I said. The SHA online system does not yet accept appointments for our 5 to 11 year olds. But once we do have Health Canada approval, receive the vaccine in the province, appointment options will be communicated. And of course, um, as that information rolls out over the course of the next several days, we will most certainly share it with you. That's Sheila Anderson, the vaccine chief responsible for SHA's COVID-19 immunization campaign, speaking to us yesterday. We'll take a time out. He's speaking of the kids, speaking of the vaccines. We got a Halloween poll up on discovermoosejaw.com wondering if your family will be trick-or-treating this Halloween. I've got some early results for you next on the Heartland at Noon. Whether it's a scrimmage with friends, the game-winning goal, or a personal best, sports, activity, exercise, it feels great. But sometimes we overdo it and need help to get back in the game, back on the ice, and back to active. The Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest has the supports and bracing you need to do just that. For home health and active living solutions, see the Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest, corner of Maine and Thatcher. The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. Hi, I'm Clive Tolley. I've been a coach for many years, volunteering my time to minor hockey, minor girls softball, and minor baseball. Working with our young people, I've learned that leadership, vision, and teamwork are the path to success. As a city councillor and as a person active in our community, I've learned from experience how we should plan for the future. I'm running for mayor so I can make a difference and bring practical solutions to our city's problems. I ask for your vote at the advanced polls. Hop on the trolley. Vote for Tolly. Paid for and authorized by the official agent for Clive Tolly. Hi, this is Michelle at Fountain Tire Moose Jaw. We provide the very best in tire and mechanical services with the same-day tire service guarantee, seven days a week. We offer overnight drop-off options, and every service will come with a free pre-winter digital inspection. Fountain Tire Moose Jaw. We're here when you need us most. 
Attention cattle producers, Nancoda Stockton Great Company this Friday, October 29th. Angus cattle sell at 12 noon. Last week's Red Angus Hereford Charlie cost sale. 458 steers sold for 236. 558 steers sold for 216. 658 for 206. Heifer calves sold well. Our sales are broadcast on dvauction.com. Updates on our Facebook page. Thanks for making us your market of choice. Angus Cavs sale Friday at 12 noon. Call 306 478 2229. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Man, there's a lot of people in Moose Jaw really going hard with the Halloween decorations over the past several days. There's some really great displays uh, in my local neighborhood. And if you take a drive along Grace Street, uh, there are a number of houses with uh, some some great decorations, some super scary inflatables and skeletons. And it's, uh, well, they're having fun with it. Now, we're wondering, Halloween's on Sunday night. Are you you comfortable with accepting kids to your door? Uh, Some people aren't. Still, and we're asking. It's a poll. You can uh, find the link to the discovermoosejaw.com poll on the CHAB Facebook page uh, right now. Will your family be trick-or-treating this Halloween? Well, we just put the poll up a few hours ago, and we've had hundreds of responses. Uh, As a matter of fact, almost 1,400. And so far, 55% say yes, we will be trick-or-treating this Halloween. The risk is low. 32% say no, the risk is too high, 6% are undecided, and 6% say yes, but will only visit family and close friends. So we're asking you for your input. It's the uh, Halloween poll. You can find it uh, right on the homepage on discovermoosejaw.com and or find a link to that poll on the CHAB Facebook page this hour. Hey, the local edition of the 2021 Terry Fox Run did pretty well, all things considered. The money's in the bank. Our Haley Shirky with the local organizer of the Terry Fox Run, my friend Craig Hemingway. So you raised um, $4,700, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, so that's quite a bit of money. Is that pretty standard or is that more or less than usual? Well, it's $1,000 more than we raised last year and about 1500 more than we raised in 2019, which was my first year uh, organizing the Terry Fox Run. And, and certainly given the challenges that COVID-19 has caused, you know, we didn't do any kind of in-person event last year. And this year, uh, although we did, it was still a bit more of a hybrid and, and, you know, there was lots of caution. So, you know, we had about 20, 25 people actually come to, to the event day. So it really speaks to me to people's, the amount of passion people have to support Terry Fox and his legacy of fighting cancer and what he has meant to them, that they still contribute and find ways to contribute, even if it's uh, not on the, the event day. Yeah, for sure. And so with 25 people in person, 
how did you raise the rest of the money? I'm sure 25 people didn't didn't raise that much. <laughs> well, certainly, yeah. You know, those people who who came on event day brought their own donations, but you know, we did it through online donations. Uh, you know, was was the greatest contributor to to that number and we certainly have been promoting uh making online donations you know it, it's ongoing and certainly when we announced the 2021 event uh back in the spring we, we you know indicated that time you know certainly online giving was was a great option for people who, who may not have felt comfortable coming to a live event uh we also were able to get great support from uh local businesses and you know bobby's place themselves raised 500 dollars thanks to the generosity of their customers and t-shirt sales uh, were also huge this year because every dollar of every t-shirt sold goes to the Terry Fox Foundation and is included in our total. And so we did go to the Waccamaw Valley Farmer's Market for about a month, uh, starting in August right through uh, the race day, uh, and raised over $1,000 in t-shirt sales. So, so there was a lot of ways people could contribute, and they did. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually kind of my next question about the t-shirt sales. Did you have more people buy t-shirts than you expected? I don't know what we expected, but we were certainly pleased with the results because we had not done that before. We had not actively gone out to uh, events, the farmer's market. You know, we haven't done that sort of thing to, to sell T-shirts on a regular basis. So uh, certainly with the success of that, we would plan to do that again into the future and, and hope to only expand how much we sell. Yeah, absolutely. And so looking ahead to next year, what happened this year that worked and what happened that didn't? So do you have any plans for next year? Well, I don't know um, what didn't. Certainly, again, the, the, the T-shirt sales and having a regular place uh, uh, like the farmer's market to have that exposure. You know, it not only helped us sell T-shirts, but it also just gave that exposure to the run. People would walk by and say, oh, yeah, right, the Terry Fox run's coming up. So just to have that exposure and reminder, uh, it was one more way to uh, to tell people that, yes, the Terry Fox run is coming up, and if uh, they can donate, certainly uh, we would appreciate that. So so looking at the next year, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about, you know, what kind of goal we should set, and, and, and if we're going to have a goal, then, then what, uh, what are those tactics we're going to need to accomplish the goal? So um, really, again, we're just thrilled with uh, the support. Terry's motto was give what you can, and so we appreciate every single dollar that, that everybody contributed uh, in his name, and it all goes to a, an amazing cause, which is to help find a cure for cancer. Absolutely. And so what was your reaction when you found out how much was raised? Pleasantly surprised because we, I did not know um, how much of the online donations had been made. I certainly knew you know, the, the cash and you know, the money we had raised locally. Uh, through the T-shirt sales and, and the donations through race day and, and those sorts of things. But the online giving piece was was not a number I knew and, until recently because it takes a while for all that to get uh, straightened out. And, you know, our, our provincial office in Regina has so much work to do because they're coordinating every run across the province and, and, and you know, figuring out which center raised how much. And so once we found out that number, again, it was pleasantly surprised to know that, again, we, we've steadily grown uh, from over 3,200 2019 to 37 last year and 47 this year and we're going to strive to keep growing that every single year all right perfect craig that was all the questions that i had is there anything else that you would like to add that i might have missed no once again just thanks to uh, the team you know certainly there was uh, some volunteers 
uh, Stephanie Meyer and Carrie Teeley, who helped out a, a great deal and were there on location selling T-shirts and, and on race day as well, and, and to a place like the Moose Jack Co-op and, and Bobby's Place, who have shown great support for the run uh, in the last three years. And so we thank uh, them, and we thank every single person who donated as much as a dollar to the Terry Fox Foundation. Awesome. Way to go. All that money, of course, goes to cancer research, like Craig said. So if you were a part of the Terry Fox run this fall, way to go. You're uh, making a difference. We'll take a time out and tell you uh, how else you can make a difference. Moose Jaw Warriors Booster Club is in need of volunteers. We'll visit with President Randy Nesvold on the Heartland at Noon next. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800 CHAB. Stadium concerts are something all bands strive to play. Playing on a massive stage in front of an even larger audience, who wouldn't want that? In the 60s, however, that was almost unheard of. The Beatles were the first band to ever play a stadium gig in 1965 at Shea Stadium in front of over 55,000 fans. However, technology was not what it is today. And many could not even hear the music because of all the screaming, including the Beatles themselves. The constant screaming at concerts was ultimately one of the reasons the Beatles quit touring so early in their career. They then focused on more extravagant songs that they didn't need to worry about playing live, which brought us such masterpieces as Revolver, Sgt. Pepper, and Abbey Road. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Culligan Water and Moostra. Better water, pure and simple. KCS Marketing, a division of Kathy's Custom Stitchery. Putting your name on almost anything since 1989. KCSMarketing.ca. Thanks for supporting local. Dignity Bath. Safety. Comfort. Dignity. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. What if you could pinpoint your advertising to reach only people in your region? Or right here in our community. Or only people with dark hair who wear glasses, ride horses, yodel. Sound impossible? It is possible with Homefield. Targeted ads can help you find the right customers and increase your conversions. We can help you with geo-targeted ads and ads aimed at people who want or need the products you sell. Targeted ads? Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. A mix of sun and cloud this afternoon. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, a high of 11. Partly cloudy tonight, clearing near midnight. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a low of plus 1. Thursday, mainly sunny. Winds gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, but becoming light in the afternoon, a high of 10. Friday, cloudy, a high of 16. Saturday, sunny, a high of plus 4. And Sunday, sunny, and a high of plus 1. A reminder that advanced polls are open today and tomorrow from noon to 6 p.m. each day at the Cosmo Senior Center for the mayoral by-election. Voters are reminded that due to construction, voting access to the Cosmo Center will be from 3rd Avenue Northeast, south of Fairford Street. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discoverymooshaw.com or the Mooshaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We had fun this morning. Jeffrey Straker is in concert tonight at the May Wilson Theatre Moose Jaw Cultural Centre. Oh, he's good. Uh, he's a singer. He's a piano player. He's a world-class entertainer, and he's from right here in Saskatchewan. Jeffrey Straker, I believe, showtime 7.30. Uh, tickets still available, moosejawculture.ca. 
And this morning, we gave away a number of tickets. Greg Hutton won a pair on the pop quiz for Bugsy's Irish Pub and Smitty's in the Town and Country Mall. And then we went to the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line, where we ended up with three winners. Helen Baker of Moose Jaw won tickets to go see the show. Colleen Garrick of Moose Jaw and Travis Adamak, also of Moose Jaw. Hope you all enjoy the show tonight at the May Wilson Theatre. Moose Jaw Warriors Booster Club in need of volunteers these days. Our Tegan Whitco has more. Randy Nesvold is the president of the Moose Jaw Warrior Booster Club. And Randy, we understand you were in need of some volunteers for the Booster Club, right? Yes, Tegan. Yeah, we, we desperately need some, uh, some new blood and some new people that want to get active with the Booster Club and the Warriors. So how many volunteers do you currently have as part of the Booster Club, and, and what would be the ideal number for your group? Well, we have about, I would say, 22, 23 that are signed up. Uh, we probably have six to eight that come religiously all the time. Of course, other people that are on there are very good members, but they've taken on new jobs. They work at nights. Uh, their schedule doesn't do it. So, yeah, on a on a given night, what would I like to an optimum? Well, we have people that do upstairs and suites. We have another uh, box for the booster club there. So I'm sitting there thinking about 16 people would be nice to have per night. And uh, if they're not all fully utilized, they can sit down and watch some of the game. But... We never know from game to game how many we're going to have. And you mentioned there are a variety of different roles that you were looking to fill. So what would the time commitment look like for someone who's interested in volunteering? Uh, well, we usually have a lot of our uh, members show up at around, you know, it depends, 5 to 5.30. They kind of use it as a social event and they talk and get ready for the night. But 6 o'clock we start when the doors open. Uh, we need, uh, you know, the a few people to work at a kiosk, uh, selling 50-50, uh, sit at a table, signing up for seat draw. And uh, Nevada's, we're waiting to get our new license because those Nevada licenses don't start up till November. So uh, we're currently in the process to get that where we would have two people sitting at station. And then we have the booth. And then we have uh, mobile walkers, too, but I haven't been wanting to... Uh, allow them to get into the public to walk down the stairs. So they would be just primarily standing on the concourse in certain positions just with a handheld selling 50-50. So as a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination aside, are there any other requirements that potential volunteers should be aware of? Uh, nope, nope. They don't, they don't have to buy a ticket to come in. They uh, work so that it's uh, free to them to get in the thing. We give them a, a booster club ID that they can wear at the lanyard around their neck to gain access to the rink. Um, and other than that, yeah, now I guess the rules and the mandates are is you need to be double vaccinated. And a COVID test isn't even a part of the mix. You just need to be double vaccinated to make it to the rink. Gotcha. Now, Randy, you've been at this for, I think you said, almost 20 years. So as a Booster Club member, you've been the president for 11 years. What keeps you coming back? What keeps you involved? Because if I don't come back, the Booster Club is dead. I need I need people on there. I tried to transition. I moved to Regina nine years ago, and um, yeah, I don't I, I I don't want to see it end for the Warriors. And sadly, if some of us do ride off in the sunset, it it may happen. <laughs> so, 
I keep, I, it keeps me coming back only just because um, I believe in the Warriors. Uh, the Booster Club was always a fun place to get together for a lot of people, and uh, it'd be sad to see it go now either kind of because of COVID or, you know, the restrictions that there are. I mean, we've had a lot of season ticket holders uh, have not renewed this year due to the new rules because they don't either A, believe in vaccination or don't want to wear a mask. And I get that. It's everyone's choice and stuff, but the Warriors are, we're suffering. We're, we're, we're feeling the crunch. And as a booster club, your, your primary focus is to raise money for the education fund, and much of that is done through 50-50s, correct? Well, it's, the education fund is part of it. It's a thing, but then we've also got, uh, uh, I guess, what's the name, uh, expenses that have been identified and approved by Sasquatcher and Gaming. Uh, for us to pay on the Warriors' behalf because some years not as many boys are going to school and the education fund, you know, was getting really big and big and big, but they needed money for, you know, buses, uh, medical for the boys, uh, equipment and stuff. So we have, a, we have an outline of uh, expenses that are approved by Sasquatcher and Gaming that we pay on the Warriors' behalf, of which the education fund is one of them as well. Whatever they need it for, they submit us an invoice or what they need, and then we pay those bills on their behalf. Well, and Randy, sometimes those 50-50s are quite impressive. I understand that there's also been a bit of a shift. You know, when we had the hub in Regina last year, you moved to an online format, right? So you don't have to be at the game to support the Warriors and the Booster Club, right? You don't. And uh, we, we had entertained that idea probably about five years ago. We were able to do it, and part of it, the reasons our reluctance to not do it is because, well, our fees are more. But on the other side, we didn't want to do it was because our fans that come all the time and pay a ticket and come to the game to have somebody outside of them that aren't a fan to win the 50-50 would ruffle some feathers. Uh, things are being the way they are now. Well, we had no choice. We had to open it up during the hub because there was nobody in venue. And so we kept it going uh, just only because some people can't come. Some are still Warrior fans, and maybe they got a compromised immune system, and they can't, so they can still support that way. So, yeah, we, it's, it's just given us one more avenue to try and raise the funds we need for the Warriors. And looking to raise those funds through 50-50s does take manpower. So if someone's interested in becoming a volunteer, a Booster Club member, how do they go about that, Randy? Uh, they can uh, send an email to mjwarriors.boosterclub at gmail.com. Um, I won't give up my cell number, but a lot of people do know mine. Or they can just get in touch a lot of times at the Warrior office. Or they can uh, reply to us on our Facebook page for the Booster Club Facebook page. and uh, Or just show up in a game night. If you come to the game and ask and go, hey, we'll take their name and number and information, and we'll gladly put people to work. There you go. Be a part of the solution. The Moose Jaw Warriors Booster Club. Without that Booster Club, we don't have a hockey team, right, as Randy explained. So if you want to be a part of the Moose Jaw Warriors Booster Club, there's a lot of great people involved. Uh, next time you go to a Warriors game, like Randy said, just let one of them know that you want to be a part of the team, and they'll find you a job. We'll take your time out. The Daily Commentary is coming up. I'll tell you about my experience at the advanced polls in the mayoral by-election yesterday. It was kind of fun. Heartland at noon, CHAB.
800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Tegan Whitcoe. Your donation to the Better Together Food Drive could be worth twice as much this year. Here's Jason Moore from the Moose Jaw Food Bank with all the details. We are Better Together. It's that time of year again. By now, a Better Together flyer has been hand-delivered to your house in an effort to raise funds for the Moose Jaw District Food Bank. This year, Casino Moose Jaw is matching your donation dollar for dollar up to $10,000. This means your donation could be doubled. What a great investment into our community. To donate online, visit mjfoodbank.org or mail a check to 270 Fairford Street West, S6H1V6. Food donations can be dropped off at our new location Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Thank you to everyone for your support. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF, a high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic Blackleg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of TrueFlex canola with Roundup Ready technology. Visit Canterra.com to order CS3000TF from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. At Prairie Heart Mobility, you'll feel like family as soon as you walk in the door. Saskatchewan's leader in stair lifts, chair lifts, and a full line of the very best in medical supplies. Whether you're being fitted for equipment for the first time, in need of a repair, or looking to upgrade, Prairie Heart will provide you with the best solution for you and your family. Prairie Heart Mobility, making the hard days a little easier. In Moose Jaw, Regina, and Saskatoon. PrairieHeartMobility.com. Your family here. Always where the heart is. Prairie Heart Mobility. Moose Jaw's 16th annual Better Together Citywide Food Drive is happening online until October 31st. Watch for information coming to your door this week explaining how you can give in support of the Moose Jaw and District Food Bank or simply visit mjfoodbank.org today. Help us raise $50,000 to feed the hungry in our community. For more information, contact Hillcrest Church at 306-692-5600. We're still better together. If voter turnout yesterday is an indication, interest is running high in the local mayoral by-election. Advanced polls opened yesterday afternoon at the Cosmo Senior Center in downtown Moose Jaw. I thought I'd drive by to see if the polling station was busy. And yes, it was. The lineup was all the way out the door to 3rd Avenue Northeast when I arrived around 1.30. Pro tip? Fill out your voter registration form before you go. That gets you in the express line. I was in and out of there in a few minutes while others waited in line. I almost felt guilty about being so efficient and getting preferential treatment. Almost. Later in the day, another indication that locals are most interested in this by-election. I took a phone call from an old friend who wanted to get my opinion on the candidates and which one I'd be voting for. I told him I already voted, and after some discussion, he agreed he'd be voting for the same candidate. Advanced polling continues this week. Election day is next Wednesday. Oh, and now you want to know who I voted for, right? I'm Rob Kearney.